welcome to our podcast, Rewind and Reconsider, where we rewind our childhood movies and reconsider our life choices. But right now, we are going through our Star Wars marathon, and we are now on the most controversial of the Star Wars movies, besides the prequels, but we don't count those because they don't count, The Last Jedi. I'm your host, Mia Graviador. And I am your co-host, Harrison Fagan. <laughs> Why'd you say it's so scared? Because you have to, usually you're supposed to introduce me. But... I wanted to give you your voice. Okay, well, thank you. I appreciate you giving me agency <laughs> over my voice. Um, I believe that this was the first movie we ever saw together. Yes, the first Star Wars movie we saw together. Um, this came out... Oh yeah, Justice League was the first movie we ever saw together. Yeah. This was the second movie we saw together. Um, so the re- last, not the Return of the Jedi, the last Jedi is the one where the Porgs are. Yes. The, that's the most notable thing about this movie, <laughs> Mia, is that there are Porgs in it. Um, what do you remember about watching this movie on first watch? I remember on first watch, um, I was just so taken with your beauty that... Oh my god. Okay. Now I'm being serious. Come on. Okay. Um, on first watch, I think that I remember really, really liking it and thinking that it made some really interesting choices and, and it was just so different than any Star Wars movie that I had watched before in that it subverted your expectations in a lot of ways. It was really like, it felt smartly written and it just like, you know, uh, while in retrospect, I did not enjoy the B plot line much and it definitely is probably going to drag again when we watch this. Yeah, I think confident. that's going to be its weakest point. Yeah, um, I, and there are other issues in it overall. I just remember thinking that it was just, it was Star Wars going in a different direction and trying to send a different message and telling a more complicated story than it ever had and kind of picking up on some of the themes that we talked about in The Force Awakens in that, like, there is not necessarily always like black and white, good and evil, dark side, light side, like people are flawed and they're multifaceted and they're more complicated than that. And then it was just basically almost completely retconned by the last movie. Yeah, I think when I first watched this, I I think because I loved The Force Awakens so much and I was already used to kind of that kind of storytelling on that, you know, the Star Wars storytelling and with the, um, I didn't watch the prequels before yeah. I watched The Force Awakens, so I only watched the originals. Um, I don't think I was used to that kind of storytelling in the Star Wars universe. I thought, again, I thought the B plot line was just unnecessary altogether, but I don't really remember liking it as much as you did, I think. But now that I have it some to compare it to another movie that's after it, I think this, this movie is... I think it will be very different watching it for me, knowing what I know now. <laughs> it is I think that's be a whole thing now. <laughs> it is going to be interesting to rewatch this, knowing that the Rise of Skywalker is basically a giant middle finger cinematically to this movie. Um, but I so, think I, I'm going to appreciate this movie a lot more for what it stands for, now that I, basically, now that I know what I know now. <laughs> I'm not sure if I will or I won't. I, I let, Let's not waste any more time. Let's just go watch this movie, and then we'll be right back with some thoughts. Can you make the pork noise? I don't know how to make a pork noise. <laughs> that was my best shot at it. <laughs> Okay, and we're back. We just watched The Last Jedi, and before we get into the dislikes and likes and 
controversies and all that stuff. Um, I am going to take the lead and do the 60 second summary in which I try to summarize, keyword try to summarize the entire movie in 60 seconds. I think I can do it. I mean, I don't have a lot of faith because you've never done it, but what like, do you maybe mean? this will, I don't think you've ever kept it under 60 seconds. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. I think I, I think I could do this. All right. Yes. Please push the laptop and pound <laughs> on the table as you're recording. Okay. And go. So we start off and Ray is meeting up with Luke Skywalker and surprise Luke Skywalker doesn't want to see her and she's like, well, what the fuck? So then we go back to the rebel base and the rebel people are trying to fight the First Order and they uh, get blown up and then their ship has to go like on a big giant like run and they are chasing them and then Poe's like, whoa, what are we doing? Oh, and then Leia gets blown up and she uses the force to like heal herself or something like that. Anyways, and so they're like, whoa, wait, we need to, we need to, uh, Run outrun the first order, and the first order is running out to them. And then uh, Poe and Finn are like, "We need to do something because the new person uh, is not doing well." And so then they send Poe and a new girl named Rose to a casino. It doesn't matter; they they fail. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so then turns out the new person is does goes goes on a suicide mission and blows up the first order. And then they have to land in this ice planet, and it's like got salt and everything, and it's red. And there's like fo- Arctic foxes, and then they fight. And then Ray is trying to convince Luke Skywalker on the pork planet that he needs to come back and fight. And he's like, no, go fuck yourself. I don't want to do the the Jedi thing anymore. And then she goes back and then fights the First Order with the people on the ice planet. And then um, all of a sudden Luke comes out of nowhere and then he defeats them. But he's not actually there. He's actually still on the poor planet. And then they run away and then and then they find Rey and then she saves them. And then that's the end. Okay, yeah, you missed that. You, you uh, not only did you go over, but you also, uh, you missed Luke dying. <laughs> <laughs> You forgot to mention Snoke dying. Oh yeah, Snoke's there. You, you didn't mention Kylo Ren at all. Um, and you completely just neglected the B plot line where Finn and Rose. I, I did. I said well, they went you to a casino, it, but, but it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. But they were supposed to find the master code breaker. It doesn't. It doesn't matter because it didn't even happen, anyways. <laughs> I got most of it. Also, yes, Kylo Ren. They is found in- a master code breaker. They just did not find the master code breaker. Yes, um, Kylo Ren is another a- example of this movie showing that who you are truly doesn't matter. <laughs> Anyone can be the hero or villain of this story. Only the story. Yeah. Not the can next I one. can I do what my sixty second summary was going to be, where I summarized this movie exactly like I did the last one, where I basically just made it sound like it was the same movie as its um, you know corresponding original trilogy movie. Okay, yeah, go for it. Yeah, so it starts with an Imperial assault on a resistance base as they try to escape. Uh, It's, and that with that scene is then quickly followed by the young final hope for the Jedi wanting to train with the Jedi who voluntarily put themselves in exile and doesn't want to train them. Uh, The movie is then an extended chase sequence through space with a B romance plot line along with it. Uh, Then later on, the apprentice leaves despite the master pleading with them not to go yet because they need to go rescue their friends from the Empire. Uh, and then the rebels ultimately get sold out by a morally ambiguous but charismatic huckster and end up escaping anyway. Yeah, so basically what I said. Yeah, this movie is basically The Empire Strikes Back. It is 
No, it's not. It pretty it's much. It's very in different. In very broad strokes, it is literally. I guess literally it's a bigger the picture. Not as, not as shamelessly as Force Awakens, but people got on Force Awakens for that. This movie, watching it again, that is one thing that stood out to me, is that this movie is basically a rehash of, uh, of Empire, Empire Strikes, Strikes Back. Back. Even down to it having a relatively dark ending. Not quite as dark, I don't feel like, as Empire Strikes Back was, but still kind of dark ending. Okay, so let's get into what we did like about this movie. What did you like about The Last Jedi? I honestly, this is going to make probably, I don't know, like maybe it seems like a very polarizing movie. So maybe 50% of our audience just immediately clicked the podcast off. But I liked almost every aspect of it. I liked it more in retrospect, having rewatched it now after watching the most recent movie, um, and as well as just having watched the whole trilogy or the whole saga leading up to it. Uh, the Finn stuff was not, even not as weak as I remembered it being, and I, I liked it more than I remembered liking it. Um, and there was just a lot of stuff that I think I noticed more this time on rewatch i think it is a movie that does well on multiple watches because you pick up more things and you kind of see more things coming and you're like oh they were kind of setting that up um so yeah i i most of all i think though i liked that it really subverted your expectations yeah of what a definitely. star wars movie can be and it really and who's tried good to, and who's bad yeah it really tried to do something different and it, it didn't paint things so black and white as a lot of the early movies do like there's a whole big scene towards the end of the movie when they're with uh the you know whatever his name is who the the stand-in for the master codebreaker and they're figuring out whose ship they stole and he's talking about he's like oh like let's see what this person did and what who they manufactured arms for and so there are a lot of ones for the first order but oh you know they made some stuff for the resistance too yeah and i think i mean that's the most interesting part in this movie and they I mean, they don't really get too much into it, I think. No, but it's just, it's a critique of the fact that really in war, there's not really good, good guys and bad, bad guys. guys. That's yeah. almost oversimplifying things. Yeah, because... I even think Finn says like, oh, well, at least we're helping the good guys. Because they stole a ship. And he's like, whoa, we stole a ship. Well, at least we're helping the good guys. And then that Master Codebreaker, let's just call him Benicio Del Toro. Let's call it what it is. Cause... Sure. <laughs> at Towards the end, the... Anyways, uh, that's another... I'll get into that one that I didn't like. But what I did like about this one is that, yes, it does subvert your expectations. Like, I like the fact that Luke didn't even want to train Rey. Yeah, literally throws her lightsaber yeah, off of so the Yeah, so funny. They end that first scene with the... Cl or the final scene of the last movie with the cliffhanger. Her just desperately reaching out to him, wanting him to take the lightsaber. And, he and then he takes, takes it, it and chunks it off the cliff. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that a and lot of... And the poor little suicidal porgs are, like, clicking the button, trying to turn it on yeah. with one of their heads inside the shaft. Like... <laughs> um, I know that a lot of people did get upset about the portrayal of Luke, but to be honest, I think this... I think this honestly was Mark Hamill's best acting job of his career. Yeah, he just he basically became Yoda. He was reluctant. He and you know having have that backstory of him trying to kill uh, Kylo Ren and why he went into 
exile like that, I think it makes sense to have that kind of attitude towards someone coming in and being like, but I want to be a Jedi. And he's like, mm, I don't think the Jedis are great, so. Well, also, like, I think someone who is that hopeful, and one thing that we saw, the defining characteristic of Luke in the original trilogy is that he is very hopeful, and he's optimistic to the point that he feels like he can redeem, like, the most feared person in the galaxy, most fe- it's widely seen as the most feared and evil person in the galaxy, and his father Darth vader and when someone like that loses hope like they're going to i think despair and lose more faith than anyone and pivot even harder in the opposite direction than most people was so when people said that was out of character so the thing that i will acknowledge was probably like i'm not sure that they set it up well enough with exposition or they explained it well enough like he talks about having a moment of weakness where he literally like turns on his lightsaber to kill ben solo like because he saw who he was gonna become yeah but turning on the light like that felt like a step too far for him to like if he was okay if he was just gonna briefly consider it to like actually turn it on yeah felt a little forced to me although i guess you have to have that catalyzing incident that makes ben you know go evil and real think oh this guy's gonna kill me he is my enemy now and completely turn and go to the links that he has gone so the story is is that um uh i was gonna call him mark hamill he is mark hamill but luke skywalker was training ben solo which is leia and han solo's son kylo ren and the uh Luke had a vision about Kylo Ren being bad, and so he was about to kill him for some reason. And then instead Kylo Ren, of trying to redeem him, yeah, which to me felt like that was that part. That's a itself, little out of character. Oh, that was a little out of character because his he had reaction so much, yeah. to that moment of weakness, I think, felt very realistic as to how Luke, what Luke Skywalker, and how hard he would be on himself for no longer being that beacon of hope and the hero of the galaxy and whatever and the last hope for the Jedi. Like, oh, if I can do this, then the Jedi must truly be lost. Because he is a guy, he's not narcissistic. He's just very black and white. Well, he's also built up as you are the prodigal son. And so in his mind, he's probably like, well, if I failed at this, then no one can do it. it, And the Jedi just need to be gone altogether. Because if I'm at the point where I'm going to briefly consider killing children, you know, maybe it's in his bloodline. Uh, like with his, you know we know his father was into that kind of thing <laughs> yeah uh and so like his response to it was also very much like his mentors he's like well i failed i'm gonna go into exile and it was for different reasons than they did where like you know ultimately he ended up being hunted for it but that wasn't why he went into exile like obi-wan and yoda did but it was another thing that like on some level a lot of the time we become our teachers mm-hmm. yeah um yeah, so I think that was interesting. Another part is that they took the character Poe and kind of flipped him upside down on in the you know the scene where like he's trying to defy uh, the new leader because Leia's you know dying yeah. sort of, and so they have a new leader and she's like, no, we're gonna stick to this plan. But she's not telling people what she's doing with the plan. And Poe doesn't like that, and he thinks she's a traitor. And, like, you're supposed to root for this person. Like, a lot of times, characters like this, they're like, oh, they're going against the grain, or, like, they're going to do something heroic. And then it turns out, like, Poe was very misguided on what this person's, like, um, you know, this person's, uh, shit, motives were. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I I think that that whole plot line was, like, another kind of Star Wars subversion for this movie, in that sometimes, like, these movies 
a lot of the time glorify the person who goes away from the beaten path or who doesn't follow orders because they're like, I'm just going to do the right thing. Yeah. But it shows, like, even the heroes of our stories sometimes don't know always know what the right thing is. Like, Poe absolutely had his heart in the right place. Yeah. But he almost screwed up everything that they were doing by throwing his little mutiny and by disobeying. Or Like, he does the whole, like, bombing run. We're going to take out the Superstar Destroyer in the, in the opening scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Especially that opening scene where he comes back and he's like, hey, we won. And then Leia slaps him in the face and she's like, She's yeah. like, you lost all of our bombers, yeah, and now we are dead around. in the water yeah. against like all against these ships. Yeah, and I think that's a really interesting way of looking at Star Wars because we're so used to having all these like fight fight like jet pilots, you know, going off and just bombing everything. It's like, oh, cool, but you don't think about the consequences. There's a cost to war. Yeah, and that that this like that this movie really tries to drive this movie really focuses on the wars aspect of Star Wars a lot more so than almost any of the other movies. I guess Revenge of the Sith a little bit as well, but it talks a lot about, it has a lot of thoughts on the costs of war and how we are all kind of ultimately manipulated against each other. And this movie does too, like with talking about, you know, that supplier who is supplying both sides, um, you know, with sometimes these people that are taught, like you're taught like to take these crazy actions and go and do the heroic thing, but like people are gonna die sometimes. Yeah, when you go not, off and you don't fall orders. It, and yeah, know? like so. I think this movie, you know, it just touched on a lot of interesting themes in that way. And, and yeah, it'd be really cool if they went into it more in the next movie. But again, knowing that what we know now, it doesn't really go anywhere. <laughs> um, what else did I like about this movie? I think I really liked the characters and how they really went more into who they are. Like with Ray, she's going in and trying so hard to belong to something because she's just she's not used to that, and she wants to know her identity and who she is because she doesn't know because she was dropped off on this planet. And you know, sometimes you just can't know who you are. Sometimes you know what I mean. Like how she never really figured out who her parents were. They it didn't really tell her. You mean over the course of the movie or when she's starting? When she... No, no, no. In this movie, when she went into... There's like that like... Dark side cave thing. Yeah. And she never really found out who she was. Yeah. And that's what this movie is trying to say is that it doesn't matter really where you come from. And, you know, that is later like argued back against by the next movie in this. But, uh, you know, I, I thought that this movie like obviously that that was interesting getting into like her kind of what makes her who she is why does she want this so bad yeah and, it was and you really can, this you can of, see that she wanted luke to be like a basically like what han solo was to her was like a surrogate father figure but he was just so rejecting her because he's like i'm so against what you believe in and you need to see why and he was constantly trying to show her this is why the jedi way doesn't work anymore yeah through like he was like oh i'm gonna teach you this thing and then i'm gonna show you why that doesn't really work yeah but she just like really believed in like who she was and like she wanted to just take that power and do something good with it but like luke kept telling her like no there's just there's no way there's no there's a balance but the jedi shouldn't have that power you know what i mean yeah luke became a pacifist a yeah, little pretty bit. much he did yeah. not he he like there's even a deleted scene from these movies where he's giving her a lesson and like they're off on like and they see she sees these fires and these ships going towards the beach and she's like oh what's going on there and he's like oh they're pirates they maraud you know this village every you know couple months or something like that and uh like you know and she's like well why don't we stop them and he's like well it's not always our job to intervene 
ravine and she just turns on her lightsaber takes off down the beach and heads down and gets ready to head over there much to the horrified you know looks of the caretakers who are actually just throwing like a party like normal as luke just laughs at her for and he's like see we don't always have to intervene in these things that we don't understand and like he has had this philosophy developed because, you know, he tried to stop bad things from happening and ultimately created worse ones. And I think this movie is dealing a lot with, like, the sins of the generation that made it. And it's mm -hmm. almost a commentary on that. That, like, Star Wars was a movie made when, you know, everyone thought, okay, uh, America's going off to do good and go and fight in these, like, important wars and whatever. And Whereas now, things are much less black and white and we view them much less black and white and I, I think this movie just continually comments on that I, I also thought that they set up um Kylo and slash Ben starting to look to turn back to the light side a little bit more than I remembered them doing um throughout this movie he was not going to kill Leia that was ultimately someone else that pulled the trigger on that yeah um, yeah that's right because he was sent to kill the uh ship that was she was on and he like i guess they had like a force connection type of thing they were looking at each other and he decided not to but then someone else did it yeah so one it's of like the you can kind of with him yeah you can kind of start to see him turning yeah and by bit. the way the whole like her going out into space thing that really did not bother me i, I watched this watching the scene again like she was reaching out the entire time towards the ship so it's almost like i mean she's in zero g like and we know that jedi can force pull things and force push things and whatever it does not bother me that she would be able to use those same powers that we've seen established to get herself back on board i think what pissed people off is that because we have not seen her use the force whatsoever in but that type of was, way but we knew she was anakin skywalker's daughter yeah and I guess so. like that there had been like 30 years between movies just because so we she, didn't yeah, see yeah, it yeah, doesn't mean sure. that she didn't train as we see later yeah. on in the next movie i think that's a fault to the original movies that they didn't have her go into her like jedi past or something i just like that. i don't think it was necessary why like, wasn't it necessary why was it necessary uh because you know she would have been really cool to see a woman jedi before the force awakens I mean, sure, but like it wasn't necessary. It wasn't strictly necessary to the story. The story would not have been well, like more served by them doing that. There was no purpose. I think it would have been interesting. Maybe you could have Luke go to more to the dark side and Leia go go down the path. Well, of the but light then you're side. just rewriting the movie. So uh, to me, that's okay, not, I'm like, sorry. <laughs> that, to me, that's not really a criticism. I just think like that's you know that was exposition through scenery. Like yeah, it hadn't been set up, but immediately by watching that scene, you're like, oh, Leia has some force powers and she went and learned how to use these things like to me that didn't really bother me there was also like you know um he was clearly not kylo uh, slash ben was not happy with his tutelage under snoke like snoke is constantly demeaning him and undercutting him he called him just a child in a mask um but he is though yeah well he is but that upset him and he smashed the mask to pieces <laughs> Um, and then, like, you, you just start to get this sense that he's really not happy with Snoke, with the way that he's reaching out to Rey, with their dynamic. Those scenes were a lot more tense with kind of weird sexual chemistry than I remember. Yeah, this is the first, this is the first movie where I really understood why people were all, all about, uh, Raylo, as we call it here. Yeah, I mean, that wasn't really a thing that started until after this movie. So. Um, I think some people... There was a small community for The Force Awakens of Raylo fans, and then it exploded into this movie. But definitely to see the to see the relationship between 
very two very powerful Jedi's. Yeah, and you you start to see also that he didn't go to the dark side necessarily. Like it wasn't as driven like like Anakin Skywalker went to the dark side out of this desire. He thought he was doing the right thing and he thought that he was doing the right thing for his family and doing what what was right for the people that he loved. Ben just went to the dark side because he had been told his entire life, like, oh, the Jedi are the good guys, whatever. And, like, your uncle, you're going to go train with him. And then like, his uncle tries to kill him. Yeah, and then his uncle tries to kill him. And so he feels betrayed by everything that he knows. I guess, but and I think it's a little bit overreacting to fucking blow up the entire... Is it overreacting? To well, like, he could have just been like, yo, dude, that's that's not cool. Like, I'm just going to go off and do my own thing. Instead of just blowing up and ending everyone else's life. Well, so I believe he went back and killed more of the Jedi apprentices, like, uh, with the Knights of Ren. That was at a different time, that he went back and kind of slaughtered the uh, rest of the That's academy. overkill, pun yeah. intended. Well, he had went to the dark <laughs> side by that point. But we see, like, why he's so against... He's not necessarily against the Jedi or the good guys or whatever. He's like, how could you side with this guy and these people when, like, they really aren't that great and they tried to kill me for no reason. I hadn't even done anything yet. That's true, yeah. You know what I mean? And so you get... He has this, like moral indignation at the Jedi Order and at the Resistance and at his parents for, like, continue... Like, this is the uncle that you put me in the care of and he tried to do this. And his character motivations, I think, make a lot more sense to me. But then through that connection to Rey and through, like, not fully being on board with, like, hey, we're just gonna kill every single Jedi or person or whatever and making that connection, like, he ends up betraying his master and we get one of the coolest lightsaber scenes in the entire, like, saga. Yes, so so this is the movie that has the, yeah, basically the best, you know, lightsaber scene. It's the throne room scene where it's... Uh, Anyway. I think that's my number one. But let's, let's, um, I think... The first time I remember seeing it, it really surprised me that they teamed up together. I think that really, I was I was not expecting that at all. I thought something, Ray was going to fight her way out of it. But then they teamed up and they basically just like slaughtered everyone in that room. And I think that was really cool. And uh, and in, you know, uh, like in preparation for the podcast on the next movie, I did think that it was funny. I saw an interview with Ryan Johnson where they said, well, why not the Knights of Ren in that scene? Um, you know, since they were kind of set up in the last movie. And he's like, well, we thought that it would be too callous to have Kylo just randomly flip and kill them without like any exposition or getting into their relationships at all. <laughs> Which is exactly what the next movie did. Exactly. Um, um, but little behind the scenes stuff there on why it wasn't the Knights of Ren. Um, overall, I just think that like this um, like movie is just about how almost everyone ends up becoming the person, like becoming either like their parents or becoming the person who like they're trying to avoid ending up being. Like Luke ends up considering killing you know his nephew because he's trying to prevent a future the same thing as his dad like he fell into the same trap that his dad did That's in a different true. way That's like true. anakin he was trying to save padme and he just made everything worse yeah it's like it, it this movie's i think one of its core messages in addition to like you know it doesn't necessarily matter where you came from and all of that stuff is like it if you're constantly worried about trying to prevent like a bad future, you're going to net, you might create a worse one. Tangent. This kind of remind that kind of ideology reminds me of uh, uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier. Remember they made that huge thing that like calculated when someone was going to do something bad and they were just going to kill them right away before they even did that. Yeah, I think that's. 
I don't know how that connects, but that's kind of like the same ideology. A little bit, yeah, I guess. Not really, but... Mar- Marvel, Star Wars, shaking hands. No, it's not. <laughs> um, I, I, anyway, I thought, just getting into towards the end of the movie, I thought like the Luke standoff with Ben was really powerful. Him coming out as the Force projection and... Yeah, uh, that was really cool. You know, and like taking all those lightsaber blasts as Kylo's freaking out and screaming at them to keep shooting and like unload the entire clip as the Rebels are escaping. I think my favorite, my favorite line is that Luke... He, I forgot what he says, but he says, basically, he says, I'm sorry for what I did. And <laughs> Kylo Ren just shouts back, yeah, I'm sure you are. <laughs> and yeah, well, he's like, I'm sure you are, and you're going to be the last Jedi, like, you're going to die as the last Jedi and the last hope for the galaxy, and the resistance will end here. And then Luke just goes, wow, that was amazing. Every single part of what you just said is wrong. I know, he's such a dick. And... <laughs> Yeah, I, the the only thing that was weird about that final part was Luke bringing the dice back to Leia from the Millennium Falcon from Han. First of all, the Millennium Falcon flew back to that base where Leia was before going off to go find Luke. They very easily could have given that to her then. Um, and then, like, they're also dice that Han's former lover gave him that he kept hanging in the Falcon that we found out from Solo. Like, why would that have sentimental value to Leia? I don't think Solo came out... I think Solo came out after this movie. Did it? Yeah. Okay, well, that's weirder in retrospect. (laughs) Um, So the only thing I didn't really like about this movie was that there was a B plot line between uh, Finn and the new character, Rose, that they go to some casino. Canto Blight some casino um and try to find the master code breaker and i think that whole sequence it's just it could have done with a harsher edit i think yeah we really didn't have to see all of that but whatever we had to fill time i guess but yeah a lot of it wasn't that interesting but it did result in kind of the i would I enjoyed the interplay between them and the master code breaker and him kind of being this new saga's like less good of an ending Lando in that he I was guess, but the guy who like... presents himself as an ally and then kind of sells them out and he also just this very morally ambiguous character Finn's like telling him you know they're just gonna betray you like uh, you're gonna find out that we were right and da 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 and he just, he just, just like, looks at him care. he just looks at him maybe and like gets set to leave and I'm pretty sure he dies when that ship ends up yeah. like, going down I think the only reason he went he flipped on them because they paid more yeah I mean Man's got to hustle, you know? It's hard out there in Star Wars land. Yeah, it's, it's hard out there in the galaxy. <laughs> okay, so but let's talk about the actual stars of this movie. The Porgs. Oh my god. Okay, can we talk about how stinking adorable these little things are? I don't know how much screen time they have. I want to say maybe two minutes of screen time, but boy did they make an impact. Mm, I'm pretty mm. sure they had more than two minutes of screen time. Three, ten, three but... Holy crap, these things were so adorable, and I can see why they made them, because they sell, they sold like gangbusters as a stuffed animal. I have one, and... <laughs> you have, like, four. I have four? Yeah. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> I think they're so cute, and... They were a nice little comic relief. The scene where Chewie is getting yes, to eat one of yes. them, and the other one basically cries and shames him into going vegan for that trip, was so good. all time. That yes. was hilarious. And they're so adorable. They're like little penguin birds, and they're just, they got the biggest eyes, and 
Oh, they're so cute. They're the star of the show, and they should have an entire series about porgs. Oh, I'm sure that we're going to get a Disney Plus children's I, I, show yes, on I porgs. think we should remake the Star Wars holiday special, but instead of Chewie's family, it's a porg family. They don't. They aren't sentient. What would the... the no, they have feelings. They they know. They know. And I would I would absolutely watch the shit out of that. No subtitles needed. <laughs> okay. Any other thoughts before we wrap this up? I, I honestly, like, overall thoughts, I just thought that this movie was really interesting. I think a lot of the criticisms of it are just people, you know, like, I, I don't want to say that they're invalid. In my opinion, it feels a lot like people trying to legislate what they feel like Star Wars should be and saying that it can only be one kind of movie when I like variety and I like subvert not knowing necessarily what to expect from you know a movie going into it and which is funny because this movie got such a polarizing like it was critically acclaimed but like a lot of audience members and a lot of fans did not like it but it's such a different Star Wars movie and then you have I think Rogue One came out before this movie yeah it did and that is also a wildly different Star Wars and Rogue One is not the most beloved by fans either what? Yeah, there are a lot of fans that don't like Rogue One. Who are who who who's out there? <laughs> there I'm gonna find them. <laughs> there are a lot of fans because this is a goddamn good movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I I really like the Last Jedi. I like it even more after having just rewatched it. I like and... it even more after knowing what I know with the Rise of Skywalker. This is a pretty good movie. Yeah. So speaking of, so for those of you that were disappointed by this episode and want a Star Wars movie that is going to conform to pretty much all of your expectations and do exactly what you think it's going to do. Don't worry. We have the Rise of Skywalker coming up next. Get ready um, for some screaming. I am hopeful that we will have that and episode yelling. out before that movie comes out on Blu-ray, but um, no promises because we bit off more than we could chew with this. And again, I want to apologize to everyone because I was like, hey, we're going to catch you up before this movie comes out. I'm not apologizing. We didn't, we didn't specify what medium. So we're going to finish this just in time for that to come out on Blu-ray, probably significantly before, but who knows at the rate that we've been going, and I'm sorry. I'm not, because you set that expectation. I didn't. Anyways, if you want to hang in there and listen to the last installment of the Star Wars marathon that we're doing, Please follow us on Spotify and iTunes. Just type in Rewind and Reconsider. You can also follow us on Twitter. Just type in again, Rewind and Reconsider. And uh, yeah, we will be watching The Rise of Skywalker and ending the Skywalker saga. How are you feeling? Are you Star Wars out yet? Everything ends. Everything ends. <laughs>